0: Welcome to the Kickstart Your Book Sales Podcast with USA Today best-selling authors Russell Nolte and Monica Lionel, where you'll learn how to supercharge your book sales, go aggressively wide, and take your author career to the next level. So mistake number five, assuming that readership equals fandom. So um, readership, we're just going to go through these, uh, kind of pull them all up at once. Okay. So readership versus fandom, what, what did, what do I mean when I say that? So readership is, um, it's really, it's, it's basically somebody who has read your books, of course. Um, and when you've built your readership through a retailer, which most authors have, um, customer relationship belongs to the platform, not to you. Um, those readers often stay with the platform. Um, So if they read on Amazon, they read on Kobo, whatever, if their favorite author, you know, is publishing somewhere else, they're probably not going to move over. And then they also invested a lot of time. So they've read your books or whatever it is, you know, maybe they've spent eight hours with your book. Um, with a single book, maybe they've read your whole series and they've spent like 40 hours. Um, They've read your entire catalog. You have 50 books and they've read them all. Um, So they've invested a lot of time. They haven't necessarily invested a lot of money though, or even if they have um, in their mind, they haven't put it all together. So uh, what do do I mean by that? Like, I guess what I mean is like, um, you know, if you if you have like a $5 book, uh, so, so like somebody has bought your book for $5 and then they buy the second book for another $5 and then the third book for another $5 and so on. Um, then in their minds, they may not put together that that is they've spent $15 on you as an author. Um, and so they could they could have bought your book like bought like 20 books from you, but they may not realize that they have, then spent like a hundred dollars on you as an author versus if they did that all at once, then they would realize it. And so that sounds a little crazy, but if you think about like going to a coffee shop, so I go to a coffee shop with my husband, probably like two to three days a week. Um, and we buy, you know, I buy like a latte it's $6 or whatever. <laughs> like, like coffee has gotten so expensive these days, but um, yeah, it's like $6. Uh, and I get it every single time because I want to work there. And so we've been doing that, you know, let's say for six months, it's probably been a year or two that we've been doing that consistently. And so I'm spending $18 with that restaurant um, for the past like $18 a week for the past year or possibly two years. So let's just say it's two years. So a hundred. So like, when I look at that, it's like, wow, I spent $1,800 with this restaurant um, over the course of, you know, two years. Like that is a lot of money to spend um, and to spend on coffee, which I don't even really drink. Um, I only drink it when I like have to um, because I'm a, I want to work at the coffee shop for several hours and use those like an office, basically. So it's like, that's a lot of money. But when it's parceled out in $5 increments or $6 increments, it just like in my mind, it's, you know, I would say like, yeah, I grab a coffee there every once in a while. Like if I had not done that calculation, I would be like, yeah, I don't know, I've spent like a couple hundred bucks on this restaurant. Um, and I don't think I would put together that like, wow, I spent like almost $2,000 on this restaurant. Um, and I think it's the same with readers. Like they, they basically, I they, they may have invested some money, but what they see is that they've invested a lot of time versus a fandom. So with a fandom, the customer relationship belongs to you, not to the retailer. So, Um, someone, I I don't believe that someone can be a true fan of yours if their loyalty is more to the retailer than it is to you. So if they're not willing to follow you off of that retailer, I don't, I don't think they're a fan. Um, and think about it this way. If Taylor Swift stopped publishing, like, let's say you're a fan or, or like a listener of Taylor Swift and she stopped publishing her work on Spotify, um, for example, and you were like, yeah, I'm going to stop listening to Raven. Like, I'm just not going to listen to Taylor Swift anymore because she's not on Spotify. Um, then I don't think you're really a fan of Taylor Swift. <laughs> like I would, I would argue, you know, you're a casual listener of Taylor Swift. Um, yet on retailers, people believe that they're building a, like that if they have a ton of readers on Amazon or whatever, on, in Kindle Unlimited, wherever it is, they believe that they have a ton of fans as well. And it's, it's not really true. Like, like we see that all the time where they that same person will run a Kickstarter and they can't like, they, they have like half a million people who have read this book, but they can't even get like 500 of them to back their Kickstarter campaign. And um, so we see that all the time. And it's like, you know, you have a ton of readers, but I'm not convinced that you have a huge fandom, um, because, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. You can have a great career having either a fandom or a readership. Um, and Ru- like Russell, you know, he's had a great career basically just having a fandom. Um, and there are tons of authors who have had great careers just having a readership, but, um, you have to know, like, you just have to know what it is. Uh, and so to me, the fandom, the fan will follow you anywhere they are your customer, they're not Amazon or some other retailer's customer. And then they've invested time, money, space, and energy. Um, and so I didn't put the slide in here about fandom, um, but fandom is like the way to create a fan is to get them to invest more in you, basically more in you, more in, the, more in your work. Um, so time, money, space, and energy are the four categories. And um, we think that Kickstarter and Patreon and some of these other platforms, they kind of naturally and organically help readers invest more into you. Um, So let's see if I talk about this. Okay, so again, I'm showing the same reader journey that I was talking about earlier and showing that the last three stages of this reader journey are fan, true fan, and evangelist. All right. So that's pretty much what we're talking about is like, how do you get it's people at the end at the bottom of your funnel, basically. So it's like the smallest, smallest group of people only about a fraction of your readership. Um, about 10% will become fans, but ideally they will follow you everywhere. They will shower you with larger sums of money. So they'll be willing to spend hundred dollars on you instead of $5 on you. Um, also, the act of creating fandom products and charging more for them, that act creates more fans. Um, and so like I was saying earlier with Amazon, the only thing that a retailer can ask you to do is give them another book, like the book that you've already given them that sold really well. Um, but on the fan platforms, the thing that the fan base platforms are asking you to do and the readers on there are asking you to do, they're not asking you to give them more. They're asking you to give them something cooler and more engaging. So it's a different thing. So it's not actually even the same product that you're selling on these different um, places. And then a question to ask yourself is how deep can your fans go with you? Um, And for a lot of people, you know, if I said I'm a fan of you and I want to spend a hundred dollars um, in your store, like a lot of authors wouldn't even have like a hundred dollars worth of stuff for me to buy. Um, or if I was like, I, and, and then some, some people would, but what if I said, I have five hundred dollars? Like I have five hundred dollars. I want to spend it on you and uh, your work. What can you give me? And a lot of people wouldn't be able to come up with something. Um, because authors are basically just taught to sell ebooks at five dollars. In uh, on a retailer, um, and the only thing they're taught is like, you know, you know, like, like, write more books, like, give me 20 books for five dollars. Now I have a hundred dollar package for you. Um, but really, there's so much other stuff that you can do there's merchandise, there's audio commentary, there's like a QA. So, if somebody was like, I, like, even for the person that has like three books, um, if somebody like if i had three books only and somebody was like i want to give you 500 um i would i would know exactly what to tell them i'd be like cool like you can you can like um drive out to st louis or fly out to st louis and we can have lunch and we'll talk about the books and i'll tell you what i'm you know i'll tell you what i'm doing um with the, the rest of the series like uh we can do some q a's i can I can send you some like original pages of the books. Um, there There's so many things that you could do for that fan, but um, it's gonna be a different product than like, okay, I have three ebooks for you. <laughs> People are not gonna pay five hundred dollars for three ebooks. Thank you so much for hanging out with Monica and Russell on the Kickstart Your Book Sales podcast. If you found this episode helpful, make sure to visit kickstartyourbooksales.com slash free to download our best resources to help supercharge your author career and take it to the next level starting today.